Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Being You. Today, I have a very interesting episode planned for you. I was sharing this idea with my husband, and I was using this phrase privately to him. Uh, and I said, you know, I was thinking about doing a podcast on the spirit on the spirit of Jezebel. I thought I might call it three ways that Jezebel wants to suck out your soul. And he just started laughing and he goes, you really have to call it that. So I am calling it that dedicating to him, knowing it's a little crass for a podcast title. But hey, you're here with me now. And, you know, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I rarely go into this kind of teaching. I don't normally talk about um, spiritual warfare in this way. But recently, I've just felt in my heart that it's important to have a little bit of clarity out there on on some of this stuff because the world is becoming so much, um, it's becoming harder to see what is true. And I'm hoping that through this podcast, it will shed some light for, for you guys. So let me just kick this off by saying, I do not believe the spirit of Jezebel is a possessing spirit. And what I mean by that, and if you've listened to the podcast, you know I've done talked about this on other episodes, um, but a possessing spirit is like something that comes into you and wants to take over your body, for lack of a better word. And we cast out possessing spirits. That's what we do, right? Jesus tells us to cast out demons, and that's what we're casting out. There are other ruling spiritual forces that Ephesians 6 tells us about that are not possessing spirits. These are occupying spirits. They are what we might call territorial spirits. And what that means is that they are attempting to capture people's mindsets and rule and govern through collective thinking that is unbiblical and ungodly. And so now you might find people who believe differently, and that's okay. I know some people do believe that the spirit of Jezebel is a possessing spirit. And you know what? God bless them. I, I, I think both of us cannot infallibly say ours is the correct opinion. But it's been my experience and my opinion through study and through listening to mentors, etc., that uh, I don't believe that the spirit of Jezebel is that. I think the spirit of Jezebel is a, um, a, a territorial type spirit, a, a principality, for lack of a better word. So the, what that means is the way that we go about interacting with this type of a spirit is different than the way you would interact with a demon that is possessing someone. Um, so before we get into that, I want to talk for a second about what Jezebel is and um, what is Jezebel's end goal. So again, Jezebel is not a possessing spirit. It's a ruling spirit. And this idea comes from Jezebel in the Bible, who uh, was King Ahab's wife. He married her. He was not supposed to marry her. Um, but he did, and she brought in her whole demonic um, worship system, and with her husband's passivity, they began to develop these demonic worshiping areas and altars um, around Israel, which was a huge no-no on a number of levels. And God raised up Elijah to confront her. This is a crazy story. If you've never read it, do yourself a favor and pull out your Bible and read the story of Jezebel and Ahab and Elijah. 
Um, and she has a very sad ending. She is destroyed. Um, she falls out of a balcony window and is eaten by dogs. It is very grotesque. When I was in high school, my pastor wrote a play about Jezebel and I got to play Jezebel in the play. And um, it's great, great memory. Pretty comical. Um, okay, so Jezebel's end goal. Now, this is important. The end goal of the spirit of Jezebel at work in your life or anyone's life for that matter is is sexual immorality. Sexual immorality is the end goal. It does not usually begin like that, but Jezebel will work little by little leading the believer and especially ministers and pastors and and prophetic people um, into sexual immorality. We see this in her example in the Bible as well. So Jezebel usually likes to target prophetic people, but I I think it goes beyond that. I think it's not just prophets, it's prophetic people in general. It is people who hear from God and want to pursue God. So I have watched Jezebel wreak havoc on um, pastors, on worship leaders, on um, small group leaders, on church finance officials. So it's not necessarily people who just are prophets that are susceptible or or not susceptible, um, targeted by Jezebel, but it is really anybody that feels that they can hear from the Lord. Jezebel wants to work controlling the governmental system of church and drawing worship away from Jesus. And so uh, this is a big deal, right? And we need to be aware of it. I want to say up front, we are not to be afraid of it. Jezebel was essentially thrown out of a window and eaten by dogs, right? So we're not like saying, oh, spooky Jezebel, watch out. But we are saying, let's be wise and recognize that Jezebel is attempting to infiltrate every church. That's just her goal. I mean, I don't know if she's male or female, probably like God doesn't have a gender, but people call her her. So That's the goal, right? To infiltrate these churches, to bring sexual immorality into them, and to ultimately lead their worship away from Jesus. And this is a big deal. So let's talk for a second about how Jezebel likes to attack. So these are the three ways that Jezebel is going to try to suck your soul out from your body. Now, that is a very cryptic and extreme example. But listen, if you have ever had a battle with Jezebel, if Jezebel has ever come after you, then you know that's not like... <laughs> that's not an exaggerated phrase. That's a lot of how it feels um, when it's happening to you. I had about a five year battle with Jezebel. It may have been actually, it was probably more like seven or eight years um, before I really put it to rest. And it was awful awful. Now I wish I knew now, like I wish I knew then what I know now. Um, and that's what I want to teach you. So what does Jezebel do? Well, Jezebel is so, this spirit is so good at manipulating. This spirit uses manipulation um, like you would not believe. So often, you know, demonic stuff usually doesn't work solo. So often within the manipulation, you're also going to have like truth twisting, right? So uh, I had an experience once where um, I sat down with somebody and I did not know at this point that Jezebel was at work, but it was. And uh, I said, look, we need to be going this direction in the organization that I was in. And I said, I need you to tell your the people who are on your team that this person was leading. I need you to tell them that we need to be making these changes and we we're really not loving the direction that we're going. And so we're making kind of like a hard left turn and I need you to communicate that. And so the person said, okay, you know, great. I'll do that. No problem. They had a team meeting two nights later and one of the people on the team uh, who I deeply trust came to me and said, um, 
I said, how did it go? And I was just asking questions without saying what I wanted this person to say. I just wanted to hear kind of what happened. And they said, yeah, uh, so-and-so said that you are really happy with the direction that we're going and that we're going to continue down that direction. And you know, it's that, that we're just going to double down. And I was so furious because I was like, that is the most ridiculous, like, and that was the first time that I began to realize probably Jezebel was in this situation um, because the manipulation and the truth twisting, right? And so then it was, it was um, pitting people against each other. And uh, yeah, so manipulation is a huge tool. Now, why do we not want to be manipulative as believers? Well, for a number of reasons, one of which is it can be an open door for Jezebel. Jezebel, again, is not trying to possess you. Jezebel is is really good at finding people who have had traumatic childhoods and becoming a comfort to them and teaching them how to manipulate in self-preservation. But that's just not the way that we live in kingdom life. So if you have a deep manipulation problem in you, you might consider asking the Holy Spirit to show you if you've got some Jezebel stuff going on at work in you, because it might be. It's not something to be afraid of, but it is something to be aware of. The second thing that Jezebel does is use seduction. Jezebel has perversity in it, um, and you will find seduction on various levels happening. Um, in, in the longest battle with Jezebel that I had, this was absolutely going on. What I saw as perverse and and like predatory type behavior, other people around because of this heavy manipulation that had been going on for a long time had just kind of dismissed it for long, you know, kind of like, oh, it's, it's harmless. It's harmless. And I'm like, this is not harmless. This person is like not wearing all of their clothes. <laughs> this person is, you know, making comments to me privately that are very inappropriate, this type of thing. And, and, and it was, oh, oh, I'm so glad to be out of that. So seduction is a big tool. And the third way that Jezebel loves to suck your soul out of your body, of course, you know, I'm not going to say that again, but um, the third way that it happens is through control, through control. Now, control in the kingdom of darkness is also like witchcraft, right? Witchcraft is a form of control. It's trying to take matters into your own hands. This is why it's so offensive to the Lord. This is why uh, I think it's Deuteronomy or Leviticus talks about witchcraft being an abomination to God. It's like that strong of language because it's taking control of your own life outside of the will of God, which of course we know is, is wrong. And so manipulation, seduction, and control work together to try to subdue you in a way like Jezebel did with Ahab, where they're looking for somebody who has some form of, of authority, you know, maybe in a family or in an organization, and they want to subdue you under their, their sort of, you know, mystical powers, for lack of a better word, um, so that they can do their will through your place of authority. And this is really, really tough when it's happening to you. So if you are experiencing an attack of Jezebel in your life, a lot of times you will start to think that you're crazy. There's a lot of gaslighting that happens with Jezebel, a lot, where you begin to feel like you're the one who's wrong for feeling suspicious of what's going on. You begin to feel like you're the one who's wrong for recognizing behavior that's not kingdom behavior that's inappropriate. Um, and Jezebel will work through the manipulation 
to try to rally other people to its cause, right? To to confirm for you that you're over-exaggerating, you're overthinking this. This is not as big of a deal as it is. If you are a prophetic and or a discerning person, you have probably already experienced something like this in your life. Now, hopefully it has not been as dramatic as it can be. Um, but you know, some of that has to do with proximity. If you've got somebody operating under Jezebel as a boss in your family, um, you know, one of your really good friends, this is really, really tough. Again, what is the end goal to draw you into sexual immorality? What do they do? Little by little by little by little gain your trust slowly, you know, make you feel like you're crazy, slowly get you to lower your boundaries. It's like a spell. If you think about it, like, you know, in the way that the media would maybe portray a a magic spell where you kind of get this glazed thing over your eyes and you don't really know what's true anymore. If you are feeling like that in any relationship, please message me on social media and we can talk about it and try to figure out um, whether it's Jezebel going on in there or not. So what can you do about it? Okay, because this is the most important part of of this podcast. What can you do if you're encountering the spirit of Jezebel in your life? Well, the first thing you must do is pray over yourself. Pray over yourself. You need to ask the Lord to remove any trace of Jezebel in your own self because a lot of times it works kind of like, a, uh, this is a, a metaphor, but kind of like an, a magnet in the spirit realm, right? So um, I discovered that I was dealing with Jezebel. I had a family member who was very deeply entrenched, not my family, but um, other family, um, very deeply entrenched under this spirit. And um, the family would say that when I came into the family, this person changed dramatically. That before I came into the family, this person was not as... um, I I think they still were how they were. It just was more covert. And when I started, started being in this family, it was like a switch went off and I became the target of this person. And it wasn't a target of, um, like anger and aggression. It was a target of, I need to woo this person to my cause. They bought me gifts. They said things privately to me. They, it was very inappropriate on a number of levels. And at the time, I was just trying to get to know this person, and I wasn't really sure what was going on. And I wish so badly that I would have just called it out right away. I just didn't know then what I know now. Um, When I began to realize that this is wrong, I sat down with one of my mentors at the time who is a deliverance counselor. And I just said, I need help with this because I'd known this person at this point for seven years. If you would say their name, it would like send chills down my spine. And this is me like consistently forgiving them. You know, I mean, I did everything you can think of that a godly person is supposed to do when you have somebody in your life like this. And none of it was working. And I was like, why? And I got about four sentences in to describing to this deliverance counselor what was going on. And he said, I don't need to know anymore. Let me tell you what's happening here. The Lord is showing me this. And he said, you have, this person has a spirit of, of Jezebel and that Jezebel's assignment is you. It is to, to destroy you, to destroy your faith, to destroy the calling that God has on your life. And he said, this is why this spirit has been so dormant in this family and the rest of them have, you know, didn't see this side of this person before because it was waiting for you. And it was like in that moment, I just started crying because it was 
the first shred of truth that I had had in seven and a half years. And I knew in my heart what he was saying was true because I knew that that's what the experiences that I was having were. So we prayed and we prayed off anything that Jezebel might be have that might have on me that would be allowing that, you know, assignment to continue to go. So the first thing you want to do is pray over yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to close every door to the spirit um, that you have open. The second thing you have to do, and listen to me, if you resonate with this, listen to me, know that you are not crazy. Know that you are not going crazy. If you are discerning and you are seeing things, go find somebody that understands spiritual warfare who you can talk to, to double check yourself. But I don't think you're crazy. For me, I I did not have people in my life when it was first happening that were very discerning, amazing people, godly people, but they didn't have the same type of like sensitivity in the spirit. And it was really frustrating because, you know, their, their go-to advice was just keep forgiving. And that is the right advice, right? But I needed to forgive. And also I needed to bind. Also, I needed to cancel what the enemy was trying to do in the spirit towards me. Um, deeply. So you're going to pray over yourself. You're going to know you're not crazy. The third thing you're going to do, and this is so important, keep a sound mind. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He has given you a, a, a sound mind, power, love, and a sound mind. What does this mean? That means that you can think logically. You can think objectively. You can come out from under the haze and begin to see it for what it really is. You also in that have to remember that the person that is operating under Jezebel is a troubled person. It is a troubled person. So you can have mercy on them, but you have to recognize this is not someone you can let your guard down with. And, you know, in in my case, it was family. So we did not. um, I would have loved to have just I'm never going to see you again. But that was not an option available to me. And so we had to get really creative to shut down that mode of communication Um, but still be around each other, still be, you know, sort of loving and honoring to the best of my ability and recognize that this is a troubled person who has come under the demonic in this way, right? It's not their right mind. I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody. That's what God led us to for me. Um, And it is possible. But the only way that it worked was for me to remind myself, you are sane, this is not normal what you're seeing, right? This is like the enemy trying to come in here and you have an opportunity to be the light in that spot. And I don't want my light to be diminished because I'm afraid or I'm, you know, being gaslit or whatever. Um, And then the last thing you have to do, if you are not able to just disconnect from this person and block them out of your life, you've got to have good boundaries. You got to have good boundaries. Um, because the truth is if they're under Jezebel's influence, they need radical deliverance. And they're probably at that point, if they're older, you know, that's going to be really tough for them. Um, I don't usually believe in these kind of like spiritual formulas, but I do think it was really interesting that the similar thing happened in, in my experience. And basically one of the deliverance counselors that we met with for wisdom about this, um, had said, he said, you know, what I've observed is that when somebody is deeply entrenched in Jezebel, I'm talking about deeply entrenched, like they are operating heavily under Jezebel in all the ways, in the sexual immorality, with the manipulation, with the control and other things. Um, he said, what happens is God will bring them to a point of awareness where they will be, you know, he'll provide an opportunity for them to reject Jezebel's influence. And if they don't, 
a lot of times what ends up happening is they end up becoming really sick um, physically. And I don't think it's God. I don't think it's God causing it. It's just that if they don't choose Jesus when they have that opportunity, the enemy continues to torment them because that's what it is, right? Jezebel is twisting their own ability to have relationships too. Now we don't like... We don't let our mercy hearted self just have no boundaries about that, but we do need to pray and and recognize. So in this particular situation that I was dealing with, that's actually what happened. We had a confrontation moment. The Holy Spirit told me, you know, if you want the key to unlock this, this assignment, you need to have a face-to-face conversation. We did. We tried to provide an opportunity for deliverance. It was not received. And honestly, within a year, this person went through one health crisis after another and for about a seven-year time frame um, was, was very, very sick before they passed away. And it was really disheartening to my husband and I to watch that there was um, a rejection of the deliverance that God was was laying out for them. It was really painful to, to watch that. But the truth is that God, that is not God's heart, right? God does not want them to suffer in this way. Um, but it is their choice. It is their free will to decide whether to become free or not. So we need to have good boundaries when we're interacting with people, just in general anyway, because what Jezebel wants to do is, you know, become your best friend um, and, and like woo you to their side so that they can use your information to make themselves look good and to manipulate for their own gain. And the truth is, it's just always going to be like that. That's just what Jezebel does. So um, I have some episodes on the podcast from the beginning of the podcast. You can go back to the beginning of the list and see some on binding and loosing. I forgot to look up what numbers those are for you, which episodes. So I apologize for that. Um, but if this is something that you're like, wow, this resonates with me, go listen to those because what happened for us, and I'll just take another two minutes just to explain this. What happened for us was this deliverance counselor that interrupted me and said, I know what's going on here. I know this is Jezebel. He taught us the power of binding and loosing. And the Bible says, Matthew 18, 18 says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In some translations say has been bound in heaven. And essentially we have the ability to protect ourselves from everything in the demonic realm. We do not have the ability to release all people from the demonic things that are going on in their life because some of those demonic things have a a reason why they're there, that the person wants them there for, right? And so what we, we have to do is we can say, I don't want that in my life. I don't want the demonic in my life. And I am choosing to bind up this spirit or these spirits so that you cannot project onto me. You cannot manifest in, in my presence. You cannot affect my relationships when, when we are in the same like proximity. Right. And so we began to do this and we noticed a massive difference when we would pray these prayers and when we would not pray these prayers, because the enemy was not allowed to come in to our personal home and affect our family. So I want to end by praying this prayer for you. If you have, um, really this prayer applies to anybody that you have in your life. That's um, under some sort of like significant demonic thing that's going on. I really want to encourage you apply your faith to this prayer and, and you might see some huge breakthrough for us. And I'll be honest with you. We had to pray this prayer <clears throat> on every interaction we had with this person for about six years. I don't know, maybe we didn't have enough faith to like end it, you know, um, but it took a long time to get to the point where I was able to be around this person without praying this prayer. Um, and so I, I believe in this prayer very, very deeply. So 
if you've got questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. But I want to end by just praying this binding and loosing prayer that we have used for you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we call up these spirits of Jezebel that are trying to affect and 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 complicate our lives, trying to infiltrate our lives. And we bind up in the name of Jesus, the spirit of Jezebel and witchcraft and control, manipulation and rejection. And at this point in the prayer, you can add in any other things that you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to bind up. We bind them up in the name of Jesus and we declare you cannot manifest, project or channel into my life or my family's life on any level. You cannot bring that demonic presence into our lives on any level. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask that you would pour your um, unconditional love, that you would loose unconditional love over these people, that you would loose um, an open-eyed ability to see what is going on in their lives, that they would have revelation and insight and the ability to come into deliverance and freedom. In the name of Jesus, amen. And this prayer is is very very helpful. I would encourage you to write it down, you know, and pray it um, before you answer the phone. If you've got somebody in your life that calls you, before you you know respond to emails, before you see them face to face, and watch the difference that it makes. Because what we're doing here is we're saying I'm aware of what the enemy wants to do, and I might not be able to send Jezebel to the pit eternally because that's Jesus's job, right? But I sure as heck can say Jezebel does not get any place in my life today. In Jesus' name. Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wortman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.